This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Dine Local SD, serving up the latest in the San Diego culinary world with a pinch of history. Hey, we are live! Welcome to Dine Local SD podcast number 48. We are serving up the latest in the San Diego culinary world with a pinch of history. Today, we welcome restaurateur Terrell Gavry. Hi, welcome. Hi. Terrell, if you don't already know, which you should, is the owner of Cafe 222, now celebrating its 25th year. Wow. Is that why you brought me in for the history? Yeah. Because I'm an old timer now. <laughs> you're, you're a staple, as we say. Oh. Um, she's also a partner at Market Restaurant and Bar and a co-proprietor of Bankers Hill Bar and Restaurant. My, oops, I almost just made a blender. One of my all-time favorite restaurants. Mm -hmm. Um, There's two locations, one in Bankers Hill and one in the SD Airport. Welcome so much. Hey, thank you. Yeah, thanks for being here. Um, I was just telling Terrell that I'm really excited to interview her because I've been a fangirl from afar. So it's nice to finally uh, meet you. Um, So 25 years at Cafe 222. Mm -hmm. I bet I'm just guessing that the San Diego culinary world was a lot different 25 years ago. It was. Yeah, especially downtown. Yes. What, A, what did that look like? And B, how how did you decide to open up Cafe 222 25 years ago? Well, uh, well, first of all, it looked a lot different down there. There was few restaurants far between. You'd go over to Fifth Avenue and there'd be a little spattering of them. And mm-hmm. then there was maybe one on 6th. The one restaurant that would always open up on 6th Avenue would never make it because it was on 6th Avenue. Sure. Anything that opened up on 4th Avenue wouldn't make it because it was on 4th Avenue. You could only be in a one little teeny tiny cluster. Uh, then I opened Cafe 222 over on 2nd and Island, uh, mostly because I wanted a corner mm-hmm. location. And there weren't very many corners that I couldn't afford anything in the gas lamp. Sure. So I went into a new building that was under construction down uh, on Second Island and just waited for downtown to come. Yeah. Now, when you go down to the city planners and you do your research, that was in 1992. They would say things like, oh, well, in five years, that building across, that building across the street is going to be demoed and that's going to be a high rise. And in six years, the convention center will be done. Well, they should have said, and in 16 years, <laughs> because everything took about five or six or 10 more years then, Yeah. you know. I had thought, but, um, you know, I was the only game down there, the only breakfast joint, mm-hmm. uh, became very popular with all the locals. There were a lot of architects and designers down there Yeah, back in the old days because there are a lot of, uh, loft buildings and places that design firms and architects like to work sure. with low rent and cool buildings. Yeah. So. That's great. I just had, um, a, a wonderful kind of between brunch and lunch, uh, a brunch there by myself on Friday and it's just so good. And it, it's um, it has this familiarity of like a New York diner to me. Oh. I lived in New York for a bit, and it was like Ashley, who was in here earlier. She's from New York, and she's like, you know, it just kind of feels like when you and your girlfriends go to like the diner. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, but it's like so good. Oh, not well, like crappy diner food. Thank you. It's you know, it's comfortable. I think because it's settled in, it's been there yeah. for a long time, and uh, also you know, I don't set out for that place to break any culinary goals sure. or records or you're not going to read. Well, we were in Gourmet Magazine, so yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. But, you know, you're not going to see me on the cover of Cherry Bomb. Right. Let's just say that. <laughs> uh, and, you know, they're dumb for that. But, uh, That's you right. Know, I'm just, it's kind of comfort food. Mm-hmm. It's twists on stuff your mom yeah. made. 
it's um you know it's a teeny tiny kitchen we have a six burner stove and a 36 inch grill wow so there's not a whole lot you can do we don't have a deep fryer wow and with the volume that we do you have to think of dishes that they can prepare in basically two minutes definitely uh you know there's a lot of prep done beforehand with Mm -hmm. the sauces and scrambles and things being chopped and prepped but once that ticket gets fired yeah it can only really take two minutes and our our goal is well as long as it takes to put down an order of toast and it pops up everything else should be done. oh that's so great when she puts down the toast that means that needs to come out Uh, because you know if you think about it you know, sometimes we'll do 400 or 500 people down there oh on, on a day. And so if there's if there are even 10 tickets up in the window sure, and each one takes two minutes, that's 20 minutes by the last time the yeah. last guy gets his. And that's too long for breakfast. Mm-hmm. They're not having a cocktail. Mm-hmm. They're not having appetizers. They're grumpy. Yeah. So it has to be done very quickly. Breakfast is a whole different ballgame. It really is. Wow. I love the the toast analogy. I'm going to use that. I um, I work at... Tribute pizza on the weekends with brunch, oh. and I've been training some new new brunch yeah. people. And we don't actually have a toaster, so we just use oh. our, our flat top. <laughs> That's okay. You flip it over, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, oh, same concept. All yeah. right, I love that. Thank you. But everything you just keep your eye on the toast. Yeah, you can't burn the toast. No, and no. you make sure when it pops up, you should be done. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So um, I was down there and I was flipping through the menu. I think I freaked your server out because I like wanted to try. I mean, I've eaten there before, but I was like, I want to try like a lot. And, mm-hmm. Good. and so I ordered like a lot. Oh, they didn't <laughs> say anything to you, did they? No, she oh. was so sweet. Okay. She was. She just pretended like it was totally normal, which it Good. wasn't. Yeah. Um, so I Good. really appreciated that. Yeah. Good. But um, I was like, okay, well, anything that says like famous or like mentioned in this, like I uh-huh. have to get that. Oh, right. Okay. So, oh, um, so I already know you had the corned beef hash, yeah, the pumpkin yeah. waffle, right? The peanut butter and banana stuff. I did. <laughs> but, oh my gosh, that French toast was like so good. Uh, I had never had that before. Good. And then I saw a little note on the menu about Bobby Flay. Oh yeah. Who's a friend of yours, yeah. right? So I was on beat Bobby Flay. Uh, did you beat him? No, I lost by one vote. Oh. I know. But he was so... Um, he was actually a really genuine person and people always ask me like, how is Bobby Flay? Like mm-hmm. they want to hate him. I know. And he was like a really good guy. I know. And I, uh, I did some research on him after the fact and like he started as a dishwasher. Like he's like kind of the, the chefy like work hard and make mm-hmm. it dream. Yeah, Not he like, worked his way up. Yeah, he wasn't like given everything. No, and the like his very first TV show when <laughs> I met him, he was on Lifetime. Okay, and that was a long time ago. And he was the first guy I ever saw who had the oven cam. So when oh. he put something in the oven, he'd wink or do something funny. Yeah, um, he he did start out Bobby Flay, just very humble and kind yeah. of down to. Then I think he got very popular very fast, mm-hmm. and he started dating Hollywood movie stars yeah. and that sort of thing. And I do think for a while he got to be kind of a bad boy, just sure. a little bit of a bad boy. And then I think he, like everybody else, yeah. grew up, yeah. kind of came into his own. And mm-hmm. and he is super generous and super yeah. – uh, he, he's very helpful in mentoring and he, he never has a bad word to say about anybody, which I yeah. think is really good. That is, yeah. I uh, On the show – uh, I couldn't get one of the food processors to work. And mm-hmm. it's like a timed competition yeah. show. And I was kept like fidgeting with it. And he came over and he, he showed me how Helped to use it. it. Yeah, oh, that's good. Yeah, and one of the judges said, oh, he never does that for anyone. Right. I was like, yeah. oh, yay. <laughs> no, he's really, he's a, a tough competitor. Yeah. And yeah. he does want to win and he takes he it did. seriously. I mean, yeah. he, like, you know, I remember I had, um, when I worked at Bobo in Ocean Beach, one of my, um, 
one of my managers, Michelle Kavine, who now owns a part co-owns Boba La Mesa. I know Michelle. Yeah. She, uh, I remember she used to tell me, she go, I love watching you cook. You're a different person. And I never knew what it meant. And then when I was competing on that Beat Bobby Flay, I looked up and I saw competitor Bobby Flay and I was like, right. oh, that's what she meant. Like, he's in a different world right now. Yeah. He's like a really, anyways. So that is was, that you too? You're kind of a beast when you're yeah, cooking. You're, I get, in Michelle's yeah. eyes at least. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> you get in your own world. Yeah, um, I know every once in a while I get called back in to do the cooking at the yeah. cafe. Um, that's one thing about this business. Because it's such a small place, mm-hmm. we have a small kitchen crew. There's three cooks. Yeah. And, you know, two work a day, and that just works <clears> their days off. Sure. If you have four cooks, they don't get enough shifts. Yeah. So it's a whole art. And every once in a while, just it'll be a perfect storm. Yeah. Someone calls in sick when someone's on vacation. Right. And I have to come crawl back oh. in there, and I'm rusty. Yeah. And it doesn't take too long, though, to get back sure. in there. But I do realize that when I'm in there, all of a sudden, I turn into this, like, big, very strong, yes. chesty person. Yes. You know, throwing back tickets. I can't yeah. read that. Yeah. Hey, there's hey. no substitution for that. You yes. know, you turn into this different right. person. It's a different persona. Yeah. And everything kind of just moves around you. It's mm-hmm. like a water current, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you're just, like, flowing with it. And I do think it's good, though, uh, it, for the owner. If you do cook and if you have co- you to go in there every once in a while and do sure. it. Because then, of course, after I work a shift, I'm like, boy, we need some new pots and pans. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah. See, we're using with that. But we need to get a couple more scoops. I start making yeah. lists of stuff of how, you know, how they're working around. Totally. Uh, you know, they need better conditions. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes it's always like, you know, if there was something that I would be harping on a, a cook about, like, you know, why can't you make that dish faster? Yeah. And then all of a sudden I have to make it. I'm like, oh, this is very inefficient. Yeah. I, hey, wait a minute. This yeah. dish has got too many components. Yeah. yeah. That was my brainchild. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's so interesting. So switching gears a little bit, mm-hmm. I would love to talk to you about Bankers Hill Restaurant, mm-hmm. Bar and Restaurant. One of your favorite places. It, it that is. One. <laughs> yes. The one that's one of them. Okay. Yeah. Good. One of them. I happen to live a few blocks away uh-huh. and um and I've been going there off and on even before I live so close but mm-hmm. it's one of those places that um when I get home from work and I'm like I don't want to cook anything but I don't want to just sit at home for the rest of the night mm-hmm. and it's like oh let's just walk to Bankers Hill and yeah. I can usually get a few of my neighbors to go and inevitably we always I'll look at the time and be like oh it's like like 8 45 like we don't want to be that person that shows up that close to closing and mm-hmm. so i'll kind of walk in and be like hey are you guys busy enough or yeah. you won't hate me if i show up right yeah. now and they're like, come on in it's always oh, come on in oh, and it, the service is never like uh, you know they're never like looking at me like okay hurry up you're like one of the last people it's always yeah. like i'm oh, the first good. person in the restaurant like it's yeah. just phenomenal and the food is always so good good well that's good to hear i'll say one thing about uh, the, that Bankers Hill restaurant, you know, we're not down in Little Italy and we're mm-hmm. not in the guest lamp. So the evenings do end earlier there. We are yeah. a dinner. We're a chef-driven dinner restaurant. Mm-hmm. Our bar might stay open a little bit later, but when people say, how late's your bar open? We say, oh, until you know everybody's done eating because right. we really are a restaurant. So some nights at 9.15, there's no one in there. Yeah. And, you know, we'll tell everybody, go home. We did a great job. Sure. Today. You know, we did our 180 people. We're done. Let's go. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad to hear that they are um, nice and so kind nice. about it. Yes. Every once in a while, you'll get a, a Yelp or an email. That's oh, like no. The opposite, but that's good. Yeah, no, I've 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 closed that place down. Okay, good. <laughs> Many a times. Well, you're and the one. I know, right? And everyone mm-hmm. is always so sweet. Okay, good. Um, yeah, I've been like, just keep, bring me the check now. And they're like, no, we have yeah. stuff to do. Don't yeah. worry about it. And you know, they do have stuff to do. Yeah, too. there's plenty to do. Yeah. Um, so, chef, it feels like it's a very chef driven mm-hmm. restaurant. And, um, 
I love even something so simple as like uh, bruschetta, bruschetta toast, how mm. it changes seasonally. And, you know, like I'll go in there and it'll be like strawberry rhubarb. And then I'll be like, oh, I have to go back next week for that. And it'll be something different already. I'll be like, oh, man. OK, but I'll try it anyways. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that was really good, too. It was yeah. tomato this or whatever. That's always the worry. Uh, we have some staples on that menu that never change. Mm-hmm. The burger. Yeah. The pulled pork tacos. We always do have a bruschetta. Mm-hmm. Uh, the topping does change. Uh, it'll stay one thing for quite a while, though. It's sure. Super popular. The fried green tomatoes stayed on oh, for that a long was time. So, good. Uh, so there are certain things that stay on. There's always a fish mm-hmm. pickup changes on it. You know the yeah. setup. The, if you know, see about whatever comes in fresh and at a good price. Sure. Switch to. But um, you know, I always tell people that. Uh, Bankers Hill, my partner there and the chef is Carl Schroeder, yeah. and he also has Market Restaurant uh, in Del Mar, which I helped him get open. And I always say that Bankers Hill is the hipper little sister. Yeah. And it's the same brilliant flavors. Mm-hmm. It's the same brightness, the same uh, combinations, but in a kind of a little bit more easygoing, casual, yeah. center of the plate I love you know, that. presentation. A little bit lower prices. We <clears> don't. Go to Chino Farms and get all of our vegetables. Right. Like you know, market gets quite a few from sure. Chino. Uh, you know, we could, we can't afford to do that. Yeah, market's price point is about ten dollars more a plate. Yeah, but I noticed that you guys do um, order a lot of farmers market produce from our program yep. here, especially produce, because mm-hmm. it's so funny. Uh, the servers are so great about. Like being knowledgeable, and so mm-hmm. they say, like, "Oh, the car car is on the beet salad from this farm." And That's I'm like, right. Oh, those are from us. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so no, we're huge specialty fans. I mean, Carl goes way back, and yeah, Carl's such a right. I probably could hear them mumbling about him right now. <laughs> he tends to be very particular. <laughs> I I have heard so many fantastic yeah. Carl stories. Yeah. They're all true. Yeah, yeah. And he is fantastic. Yes. Uh, and that's what makes him so good, and that's what makes the restaurant so good. And Definitely. He just wants to be in there and cook. He doesn't really yeah. want anybody to bug him. Like, he would never do this. Right. I know. I, that's so funny. When I asked you, I was like, you know, and if you think Carl would be interested, and you're like, mm, no. <laughs> yeah, and then he'll say that he's been asked to go on uh, Beat Bobby Flay yeah. and the Iron Chef Gall. And I keep saying, I want you to do the Iron Chef Gall. I yeah. want you to do that. And he's like, Terrell, I'd have to take it probably a week. I have yeah. to go back there. And he wouldn't be in the kitchen. Mm. And yeah, he likes to be in the kitchen. And you know, I think that that is really um, admirable because, or admirable, or however you say that word, um, because I think that, and and I'm thinking specifically of this um, thread I saw on Facebook about how to up level the San Diego culinary scene, and it was like I just I was reading through it, and I don't know the answer, um, but you know, a lot of people were like, let's put together these events with you know, and really mentor our younger cooks and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And some other people were saying like, we don't need to do that; we need to stay in the restaurants and mm-hmm. you know, make the restaurants better. And so, I, and I don't have an opinion one way or another, but I do think that there's um there's something really spectacular about a chef who is a chef because they want to be in the kitchen and because they mm-hmm. want to run their line and because then they can see every dish that goes out. Yeah, he's not doing it to get on television right. or to write cookbooks mm-hmm. although he has but he is it's not a vehicle for him. Exactly. And I, and I think that being a chef is such hard work mm-hmm. just as being a short order cook. Bobby Flay said that once he says, you know, one I think the hardest job is being a short order cook. Yeah. But, you know, my guys, they've been with me 10 or 12 years now. But it's very hard work being a chef. And I think people start out with this very glamorous idea of it. And then they, 
a lot of people slowly uh, function, uh, shift out of it just sure. because the work's so hard. But yeah. Carl, he said, I'm going to drop dead in this kitchen, Terrell. Yeah. And I said, okay, and I'll just put a tablecloth over <gasps> you and we'll drag you out. Yeah. Out the back door, do you want to go through the dining room? Yeah, which one? Yeah. yeah. I love that. Um, I think of, you know... Like Ron Oliver from the Marine mm-hmm. Room is another one who's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be in there every night. Right. <clears throat> um, yeah. There are the guys that like to do it. And then people say to me, well, they're always shocked when they'll see me at Cafe 222 yeah, after yeah. all these years. Sure. And I'll say, you know, I stop by there. I'm there for a couple hours almost yeah. every darn day. Yeah. And I st- I'm in Bankers Hill every day. And I go up right. about once a week to market. And I usually just take pictures <clears throat> for Instagram. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I have to eat Enjoy a meal. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that sort of thing. Just check in. Listen nice. in. But um. Yeah, you know, you have to be present. Yeah, you have to be present. I'll look, I'm going to write that down because re- it's very simple, but um, it's missed a lot of the time. Yeah, and you notice, I mean, I'll go in and notice, when did we start doing this? Right. You know, and like, who? Okay, well, let's go back to that. Yeah, because things just morph over mm-hmm. time. It's like a really long extended game of telephone mm-hmm. where all of a sudden, I notice it uh, at my other job too, where all of a sudden someone's making a pizza totally different. Yeah. And you're like... When did yeah. we? And they're like, well, so-and-so told me. I'm like, right. okay, go to that person. Well, so-and-so told or me. Or they like, told me you said to yeah, do it. Yeah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> always yeah, that. yeah. Oh, yeah. Terrell said that we were going to do it. And I'm like, no. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. Um, and so, you know, I I interviewed Claire from Claire's on Cedros uh-huh. recently. And she said the same thing. She's like, I said, how many days are you there? And she goes, well, every day. And she goes, that's that's why I started it. I, yeah. This is what I like to do. Right. And... um. What do you think or what kind of advice do you have for someone who's maybe newer to the industry and feeling very overwhelmed and doesn't know how to balance how to be present and how to get some of the more boring admin stuff or like how to take a day off? You know, Mm -hmm. because I I hear that from a lot of maybe not the the exec level, but kind of like the sous chefs or people who like just can't seem to figure out how to make it all work cohesively. Right. Well, I don't know if I'm the best person for that because it sort of happened for me naturally. When I started at Cafe 222, still in my 20s, there wasn't this quality of life Mm -hmm. uh, movement that there is now. And for me, it was, no, I'm going to work every day. I'm going to work like a dog and I'm going to make this place work. And then hopefully I can have another place or I can do this or I can do that. And I really thought that working every day, being down there every day was what I should be doing. Yeah. Now I didn't have any kids. Of course, I didn't have a boyfriend because I was always at the <laughs> restaurant. Uh, but, you know, I really, I just, I worked very hard almost every single day because we were open every day down there. And then I think naturally as the restaurant got off its on its own, yeah. it took about seven years okay. for that place to, for me to be able to hire cooks. Sure. And then hire a manager and kind of step out of being there every day, all day. I didn't have my kids, my children for so long. That by that time it was I was able to then have the quality of life sure with them and yeah you know like even right now with the different restaurants that I have I can manage to get it all done after I drop them off at school mm-hmm. I start making my rounds yeah. and then they have tutoring and certain things that I know I've got till three thirty yeah and then it's time for homework and dinner and then if I have to go back to bankers right which you know if we have wine dinners or things oh, going sure. on or if I just want to say I have to go to work yeah I just go and have <laughs> a glass in. of wine yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, they're old enough now where they're fine for a couple hours. Yeah, that's so, great. But I, you know, my, I do sit down sometimes from time to time. I just talked with a girl, a gal who wants to open a bakery mm-hmm. and I think she's doing it now down in Bird Rock. I don't want to talk early, so mm. I won't say anything. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the first thing I tried to do is to convince her not to. Yeah. Because, you know, you do know, right, there's not a lot of money in the baking business. Right. And, 
we talked about that. And she said, I know, but I have to do it. It's my passion. I go, then let me tell you how to do it. Yeah. You know, if you're sure. Right. And, you know, it is. It's you just really have to. I think I know how to summarize what you just asked me. This is what I say to Derek, my assistant. And this is what I say to the kids at the restaurant when Mm -hmm. they get totally overwhelmed. Hey, it's only bacon and eggs. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's bacon and eggs. Yeah. Just give the guy what he wants. If he's unhappy, don't take that off their bill. Make him a new one. It's just it doesn't hurt eggs. us. It's just bacon and eggs. Yeah. And then start over. Yeah. Regroup. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Yeah. Right. I just like that. bacon and eggs. Yeah. And we say that a banker sell too. It's like, hey, it's just bacon and eggs because it's that really simplifies it. Exactly. Yeah. It's not like it's just schnitzel and. Yeah. No, <laughs> I wouldn't dare say that to Carl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Carl, it's just bacon and eggs because <laughs> for him it is life and death. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, the different personalities, mm-hmm. huh? Mm-hmm. It resonates differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the owner of Tribute Pizza, Matt. I see a lot of parallels with him and Carl. Mm-hmm. It's interesting mm-hmm. navigating that. Hi, Matt. Uh- <laughs> yeah, and then it's nice, though, because, see, you seem to be able to, you can work with that and work yeah. around it. We're we're polar opposites mm-hmm. in almost every way, mm-hmm. which is, I think, why we have the capability to make such a strong team mm-hmm. if we allow it. Right. Because otherwise, we just drive each other crazy. Right. So it's like a very um, solid choice to be like, Right. We're going to use our superpowers on right. opposite spectrums right. to create a superpower force right. instead of hating each other. Yeah. No, people yeah. will say, you know, gosh, you and Carl have been together so long. and We yeah. both have strong personalities and we yeah. both have our own kind of projects that don't include each other. And then we have the ones that do. And mm-hmm. I say, yeah, I've been with Carl longer than any other man in my life. <laughs> and it's because, A, we need each other. Right. And we both know that we do. Mm-hmm. We respect each other. And honestly, I have him on a pedestal. Yeah. And I'm in awe of him. And I... I couldn't imagine anyone better for me to get to work with. Yeah. To me, it's an honor to get to be his partner and, and work alongside yeah. him. So it, I think that's the secret to it. Yeah. And you have to know how good they are. Right. And I know he likes the fact that he doesn't have to worry about anything outside that kitchen door. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I just got a little emotional. That was oh. really sweet of you. <laughs> um, so something else, speaking of Carl, I've actually never been a market um, what? I know. I know. And every, like when I ask a lot of people, um, you know, your favorite local restaurant right now, I, I hear market a lot mm-hmm. and I have never heard a bad thing about market. It's just in Del Mar, you mm-hmm. know? And I, and yeah. when I live so close to the hip little sister, right. it's like, that's my default. Um, but what is your favorite thing on the market menu? Does it just, does, how often I, does it change? You know what? He, same thing yeah. up there. His market restaurant, he has a couple staples that mm-hmm. never change. The braised beef short ribs can okay. all, will always be on there. He has a souffle that's always on there, Ooh. a goat cheese souffle or Ooh. a you know, bouchon or some kind of a souffle that's mm-hmm. served with the salad. Um, he does the soups okay. himself. So oh. you look at executive chefs and they're usually walking around the kitchen or they have on a nice clean coat yeah. or they're out in the dining room. Carl actually expedites okay. every night yeah. and he's responsible for making the soup, serving the soup. And usually an appetizer, too. Oh. And not only does that, he'll say, oh, yeah, I have on two soups tonight. I'm such an idiot. I have on two soups, <sighs> and I'm doing a foie appetizer. And he's the expo. Yeah. He likes to just pile it on. Uh-huh. Uh, so, I mean, you know that everything there is thought out and handmade and touched by him. The yeah. soups are spectacular. Cool. The last time I was up there, last Thursday, I went up to take some pictures for Instagram, and I just ate both the soups. Yeah. Because it wasn't just a soup. It was a chili soup, a green chili soup with... A taco, oh. a, a full-sized taco yeah. was with it. 
And then the other soup was uh, like a roasted tomato with a little grilled cheese sandwich. Oh, nice. But I mean, it was So it's a like little... a composed soup dish. It is. And I, I always tell him, Carl, it's too much. Yeah. It's too much. Soup. But he'll just go, oh, well, it's how he does things. Yeah. That's how um, he wants, that's how he sees it in his mm-hmm. mind and then he makes it happen. Yeah. But you definitely need, need to. I know. I really do. Uh, you know, you have to Uber it because if you want to yeah. have some wine or well, something. Honestly, I was going to go two weeks ago mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, with a friend and that that was it. I said, are we going to drink? Because then, you yeah. know, it's kind of a drive. And so we ended up going somewhere closer. We said, oh, we'll have a few glasses right. of wine somewhere else. But yeah. Well, I can't sing his praises enough up there. Yeah. I mean, it's his baby. He's yeah. there day in and day out. Mm-hmm. How long has market been open? Uh, I just had, it had 10 year anniversary oh, last great. year in November. Okay. So it's going to be 11 years this year. Okay. Great. And you know what he did for his 10 year anniversary? Tell me. You'll appreciate this, <laughs> uh, being a chef. And we thought of this with our PR firm, which you think everything sounds like a good idea when you're in like a right. brainstorming. And uh, it was 10 courses for a hundred people. Oh. And we did it. He did it. I can say we. Uh, I helped you were there. the PR stuff yeah. and I was there. Uh, he did it two nights in a row because it sold out and it was sure. with a charity uh, in mind, uh, yeah. Feeding San Diego. Oh, I love that. And as it got closer, he said, do you realize that's a thousand dishes? What am I thinking? That's a thousand dishes. It was so dumb of me. <gasps> and then he, after he did it the first night, he goes, I want to cancel tomorrow night. Oh. Because it it's so much work. But yeah. he had to, right. you know, he bucked Can't it up and did it the second night too. Yeah. That's so funny. I um, That reminds me, we did this for one of our anniversary dinners at Bobo. I was only there for like four of them, so it was early on. But I every year my mom, when I was a kid, she would make me this carousel cake. And it was a, just a basic white cake, mm-hmm. double layer. But then you know those carousel cookies that are like pink and white with the sprinkles? Oh, yeah. She would put them along the edge standing up and then she had straws and like a, a con- like construction paper uh-huh. thing so it looked like a carousel. And so there's all these pictures of me with this carousel cake, okay. like four and three, yeah. you know, when I was young. And so I said, oh, I want to make a carousel cake for every person that eats during this breakfast, you know, the, uh, this birthday week. Uh-huh. And so I, we wrote on the thing, you know, carousel cake. You were and, dumb enough to commit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was in print, you know, the menus mm-hmm. were made. And uh, when it came time to it, it was like the day of, and I had made just cakes, but I was like, oh, well, you know, and I'd bought the cookies and I was like, I don't know how, you know, it's really easy, yeah. just some straws and some construction paper. And when it came time to it, we just couldn't get it to work at all and it was the ugliest thing it was like comical how hideous this cake turned out for every (laughs) single person with just this like store-bought cookie slapped Mm -hmm. on it and everyone's like nice carousel cake sorry that's a good one yeah and did you did you run it though the whole time yeah yeah we had to you know and the next night it was like okay how can we make it less hideous but it wasn't in my mind i I didn't have the capacity to do the vision, you know, right. the full vision. I'm like, right. Oh. <laughs> but yeah. I'm sure Carl would have. That was my- <laughs> well, that guy will kill himself. Right. I'll make it work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. I mean, not him killing himself, obviously. Oh, I, I didn't mean that. <laughs> yeah. Um. So what kind of fun events do you have coming up at these restaurants? You had mentioned wine dinners. Do you have any on the horizon? Yeah, you know. Um, do you do them often? We're not really event yeah, driven. people. Um, and I think, you know, getting back to Carl a little bit, people yeah. will say, we don't see him out. We don't see him sure. at the functions. Well, he does do celebrate the craft, but yeah. we don't do a lot of events yeah. because A, we're little independent restaurants. Mm-hmm. We're little indies. Uh, and so 
we have just enough kitchen staff mm-hmm. to do our seven nights and one Sunday brunch yeah. uh, at Bankers and then at Market. And in order to pull people out to do any kind of events, we don't have the people to cover them. Sure. And again, it's Carl's desire to, I'd rather be in the kitchen. Right. If I were a hotel chef, perhaps I could, you know, have the sous chef be there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, his sous chef, Johnny's on the line too. I mean, those guys are yeah. both cooking. And so we're not really big event people. Bankers Hill does have wine dinners from time to time. We do on Sundays, we do Psalm Sundays where mm. Michael Pickering, uh, at Michael Pickering, uh, <laughs> does, uh, he picks four bottles off our wine list cool. and then he, they're only $8 of a glass and they're really expensive and good bottles, yeah. but just so that people come in and start trying those and that's on Sundays. Nice. And we do, um, in the fall, we do Sunday suppers there, but not too much because the menus change often. Mm-hmm. There's always... You know, new things coming in and out, and so to plan an event and put it in there too. And we're kind of ever changing sure. restaurants, right? I like that. It's like you don't need them. <laughs> well, we kind of do what we do. Yeah, you know, or people will say, "Oh, don't you love, you know, doing the four course prefix for for, for Valentine's?" And we go, "No, we just yeah. we would just rather do what we do, sure, and do a really good job." And mm-hmm. um, but you know, you kind of have to do a prefix on Valentine's Day because you can't put out that many dinners. It's sure. Kinda to, to limit yourself for a good execution. But yeah, yeah basically we just kind of do what we do. And, you know, like the cafe that. just sort of does what it does down yeah. there and chugs along. And yeah. I put new dishes on every once in a while. But, you know, I, I ask the servers and the managers, what isn't selling? What should I mm. take off? Yeah. And I'll say, maybe I'll take off the uh, fruit and yogurt waffle. No, no, no. <laughs> so so we can, I can never find anything to take right. off. Therefore, the menu's gotten really big. But, as long, but you do what you do. Hey, I'm not cooking every yeah, day. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. The uh, the one last thing I wanted to touch on okay. for now, all right, is your blog. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bread and butter is my jam. Yeah. Tell tell me about that. Is that just like totally fun and just personal hobby of yours? Yeah. You know, it kind of started years ago, probably before you know. I used to do food writing, and I was okay. the food editor for San Diego Metropolitan Magazine oh. and also Ranch and Coast okay. Magazine up in North County. And uh, for both of those guys, I would do kind of a buzz gossip column. Now, this was before Eater, before all the daily stuff. And so people would read my monthly column as Mm. to who's opening what, where. Sure. Which by the time it got printed, it already opened. Right, right. (laughs) Or I'd really try and, you know, sniff out stories. So I I do have a writing past and I would write articles on cherries and cherry Mm. pie and all about Thanksgiving. I always enjoyed it. But as I got more restaurants opened and then as I started having kids, something had to give. Sure. Couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. And there's no money in writing. Right. It's just I've for heard. fun. Yeah. So um, after all these years now, I've decided that I have a little bit more time. And so I thought I'm kind of rework a lot of those old articles. Mm-hmm. And I do have great photos and recipes for, re- you know, I had the Southern Kitchen for a while. Sure. I had a bakery for a while. So I have this huge, um, you know, inventory of recipes that I love with mm-hmm. great pictures and I always will tell a story about it. You know, people say, yeah. oh, you know, are you embarrassed to talk about, can we talk about Acme Southern Kitchen? And I say, I would love to. I love that yeah. restaurant. In fact, I almost wore the shirt today. Aww. I loved it. Yeah. And I still love it. It was one of my favorite things I've ever done. Um, and so I will, you know, like just uh, on my blog, Bread and Butter is My Jam, yeah. again. Uh, <laughs> just this last week, I published the Lemon Icebox oh, Pie. Cool. It's a super Southern favorite. It was our version of it. And yeah. I tell some funny stories about it. And so I... I just do. I love having the blog. Then I also preview stuff because I do write a monthly column for Ranch and Coast Magazine again. Okay. I do nice. one recipe a month. And it's, um, you know, something pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Killer photo. Yeah. A little intro. 
anybody in the biz knows. Yeah. And then I usually run it on, on my blog after they oh, publish great. it. Perfect. But, yeah, it's kind of. Is that bread and butter is my jam.com? Yes. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Happy to happy to know that mm-hmm. little tidbit. Terrell, thank you so much for joining us. This has been a pleasure. If people want to stay connected, um, I have so many options for you. Make sure you check out BankersHillSD.com. Also Instagram at BankersHillSD and Facebook Bankers Hill Bar and Restaurant. Cafe 222, as it turns out, is www.cafe222.com at Cafe222SD. Open daily from 7 a.m. to 1.45 and dogs are welcome. Yes. I love that dogs are welcome. Yes, I always say dogs are welcome with well-behaved owners. Yes, perfect. Just like children. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) And I have kids, and I've gotten a lot looser about that. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then Market is at Market Del Mar and www.marketdelmar.com. And then as we had mentioned, I'll say it one more time, to follow Terrell specifically, bread and butter is my jam.com for her recipes and blog. Which is the most interesting place it is. to go. Go there. Go there yes. first. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been a true pleasure. And maybe we'll get you back soon. Okay. I'd right. love to. Thank you. Thanks, Kat. If you guys enjoyed the podcast, please tell your friends and give us a rating on iTunes. Thank you. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.